Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this latest version of uh, Tales, Tales from Outer Space, where I take an HFY story from somewhere around the internet and read it aloud for your enjoyment. All the relevant links are down below. Like, subscribe, and all that YouTube comf to help this video and channel grow. Anyways, as always, I hope that you enjoy. I would just like to thank the following tier 5 patrons and channel members for supporting the channel. Fallen Angel. Buzz Kennington, Data Magnet, and Bob the Dragon. Thank you again, and now on to the story. It is not human, written by Barsoom Israel. When you think of humans, what comes to mind? The old man asked, a flock of his feathered grandchildren gathered around, all paying rapt attention to the ancient sage. War, piped in one fledgling. No, making peace, piped up another. The old sage nodded grimly. Anything else? he asked quietly. Help us, liars, brave, loyal, cowards. All of these words were thrown out in the hopes of catching the great sage's ear. But it was not until Fridak, his oldest son's child, spoke softly. Discontented, that the grandfather wrecked. They're all true, he said, and stretched his pinion feathers to his grandson. But Freelak has the entire race explained with but a single word. He looked over the young flock gathered at his feet and said, Like most races, ours included, there are humans that are kind, some that are wicked and others joyous, some solemn, but the only trait all humans have in common is that they are discontent. Do humans fly like we do? Do they have wings? No, a chorus of voices answered immediately. Ah, the old man said, yet they owned the skies. On their world, they were bound to the soil beneath their feet, unable to soar on the winds. They saw and envied the avians overhead, wishing for the freedom their flight brings. So what did they do? No answer was forthcoming, so he continued. They ripped wood and metal from the ground. They fashioned wings from them and joined the avians in the skies. But still, they were not content. They had to go faster, farther, quieter, higher. They had joined their feathered masters of the air. But they needed to beat them all. They needed to beat the air itself. Stunned silence greeted his words. He continued quietly. Do humans have gills, like the fish in our waters? No, came the reply, not so loud as before. Yet they mastered the water, did they not? They envied the fish and the creatures of the oceans, wishing that they, too, could breathe the life water provided and float endlessly in the bosom of the seas. So they ripped metal and wood from the ground and forced the oceans to give up its mysteries. They found ways to breathe under the waves and travel to the depths that would crush the hardiest of ocean-faring denizens. They were not content with swimming and gasping for breath at the tops of the waves. They had to beat the ocean itself. Not a chirp was heard. All fledglings listened to every word that dripped from the old sage's beak. And then the humans looked to the night sky. They were not content with being the masters of their entire world. They wanted new worlds to walk on, to explore, to bend to their will. A small squawk or two of alarm escaped unbidden from some of the children. Humans ripped wood and metal from the ground and took to the stars, the sage said. 
And what did they find, my children? The old man asked. A trance, Freelak said quietly, with a shudder, as if speaking their name may bring a blight upon them. Yes, the trance, the ancient bird replied. Our captors, our slavers, owls, and a dozen others. The humans helped us, one small bird piped up, eyes bright. Yes, child, the sage replied. They helped us. When the Druans attempted to enslave the humans, they fought back. The Druans had no idea what they were dealing with. They had never fought a race so tenacious, so unforgiving, so uh, discontented with losing before. They never stood a chance. But the humans beat the Druans and were all killed themselves, right? That is what my sire says, chirped one. Heading out a low, soft laugh, the sage said, Oh, no, child, the humans are not gone for good. Yes, they beat the Draans. Yes, they freed us and all the others. And yes, they were terribly crippled by the war. But before they took their leave of us, they promised to return and to start a friendship that would span ages. Feathers ruffled in both fear and delight. Off to the nest now, all of you, the sage said, herding them to the waiting arms of the matrons. Grandfather, Relax said, is that why you step out every night to scan the stars? Do you look for the return? The humans... Smiling, the old man wrapped his wing around his grandson. Relax, you were always a smart egg, he said. Yes, dear heart, that is why I come out every night. I look for the return of the humans, because I know they will not be content to stay away for long. It is not in their nature. It is not human. End of story. Story number two. Humanity's Boon, written by Digital 332006. Have you ever realized that in some way, shape, or form, Humans are always involved in all the myriad of important events in the universe. They don't even account for 1% of the total population. So how can it be that they are the crux of everything? Well, that is likely because of their boon. Ask me. It goes like this. Once a civilization manages to upkeep an off-world colony for more than 1,234 days, they are considered out of the tutorial. A being known as the Creator contacts their civilization and informs them of a few things. Paramount amongst them is the ability to choose a boon. This gift from the Creator is something that will affect the entire species henceforth. Super strength, light, genius, intellect, and all sorts of powers are on the table. Owls, the Vagnar, have chosen immortality. We are amongst the earliest to obtain a boon and have kept records of the universe for eons. A few times, greed has gotten the best of a species and their demands were so outrageous that they were denied, losing the chance altogether to get one. However, for humans, it was a bit different. This is how it went. A loud voice echoed inside every living human's head simultaneously, speaking clearly. Congratulations, humans! You have achieved a feat that few ever do. Your colony of Titan was worthy of the designation. I sense some alarm. Do not be afraid. I am the creator, also your creator. I have many names in your history, but most accounts are not accurate. No, 
It is not the end of times. It is rather the beginning. I have merely come to confer some knowledge and speak on things to come. The minds of the entirety of humanity raced relentlessly, trying to understand what was happening. Yes, many worthy questions run in your minds. Yes, many worthy questions run in your minds. Some of you wonder if you are alone in the universe. You are not. There are many others like you whose worlds I have created. You will meet them in time. You have not been able yet, as that was by design. And in order to give you time, the technologies required will become unlocked after the end of my visit. Before anything else, we must discuss a few rules. I do not interfere in the affairs of any species, save for this interaction. Every species maintains its free will and can do as it wills, including inflicting terrible acts of destruction upon each other. Lastly, I will grant you a boon before I leave. It is a singular gift that will affect your entire species. I'll grant one week to think it over. Then I shall return. What ensued was absolute chaos. Productivity basically halted instantly. People stopping to work and massive protests rising up in many countries. Behind the scenes, governments contacted each other and began talking. Ideas were thrown around, shut down, and no one could argue on anything. On the sixth day, someone came up with something. It felt appropriate. The idea began airing on every television station, radio, and podcast, so that every human could think of it when the creator returned. And that day came quickly. It has been one week. Have you reached a consensus on majority? Came the voice in everyone's minds. Speaking to no one in particular, it scoured their minds of the population, finding the relevant information. There are few things that all humans share, but if we go towards morality or spirituality, there are many divergences. The one thing everyone shares, however, is that we all are the heroes of our own stories. We wish for our boon to be. Humanity are the protagonist. Hmm. How would you propose I accomplish that? You know, if the universe was a book, we would be the main characters. Present of most events and turning points. Plot armor shields us, and the story has a certain human-centric point of view. That um, is quite unique. Are you certain there is no one doing this? Oh, quite. We came prepared with some backup ideas. If this wasn't possible, I believe our second choice is the ability to break the fourth wall. The collective mind of humanity expressed, winking at the readers. Very well... So it shall be. After a long, awkward pause, it seemed the creator had left, leaving much of humanity to wonder if the boon even worked. As was said, breakthroughs in physics and various fields occurred, providing access to technologies that helped humanity reach the stars. Now all that remains to be seen is, are we the protagonists of a science fiction story? Or something else? End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment, just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one. 
And until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.